Welcome to the Studio 77 podcast with me, Ruby Lee. I'll be sharing all of my website design secrets as well as giving you some tips for your brand and your business. This podcast is sponsored by Squarebase, your one-stop shop for industry-specific Squarespace template kits designed to get your business online quickly. With templates starting at just £200, head over to squarebase.co to find the website template perfect for you. Hi guys, welcome. Welcome back to episode 9 of the Studio 77 Snippets. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about fatigue as a business owner. And this is something I'm sure everyone can relate to. And I wanted to touch upon my experiences that I've had in the last few months. Some of you guys may have noticed that I haven't posted a podcast in about three months or so. And that's because I've actually been kind of switching off from social media I think at the end of last year, I was just so incredibly fed up with everything that was going on. I just wanted to get away and I couldn't actually get away because obviously the borders are closed because of Ms. Rona. But one thing that I could do was shut off from all of social media, which as a business owner, uh, someone who runs multiple businesses, that seemed like something that was just impossible. Like I was tied into this Instagram hole, TikTok hole, um, real hole that I had to, you know, constantly be producing content. And what I found had happened was that I was constantly producing content, but it had no meaning behind it. I was creating content for the sake of having something to put out there, not because I had something important to say. And I think that's what a lot of business owners are doing at the moment. And I totally understand that, you know, we've got to keep our businesses visible now more than ever, especially seeing as everything now is online, everything is done digitally through websites, through socials. But I just wanted to take a step back and, you know, I was tired of posting the same stuff over and over again. And sometimes you just need to take a step back and recalibrate and that's basically what I've been doing for the last three months and now I feel much better after having a bit of a social detox spending some time focusing on things that I really enjoy doing regardless of the business when the pandemic first hit I put all of my eggs into getting Studio 77 out there getting people's websites live, launching Squarebase, trying to create a passive income, trying to make sure I had a constant stream of money coming in because was the world going to end and was everyone going to run out of money? So did I need to try and do everything that I could to get as much money as I could straight away? That's you know what I did for about six, seven, eight months, probably a year to be fair. And by the time it got to December... I was just exhausted. I was so tired. I was burnt out for so many reasons, burnt out from friendships falling apart, relationships falling apart, the world falling apart. And it all just became a bit too much. And I realized that I need to just take a step back. Like this whole experience has been globally traumatic. 
and I haven't given myself time to actually process what the hell has happened. So that's what I did. I took time away and I worked on, you know, getting things back to some kind of stable for me, which has involved me doing less work, spending more time doing things that I love and things that I enjoy, going for picnics with my friends, even though it's literally snowing outside and going for walks and just doing things that make me feel like me. Because when I'm spending all of my time working on the business, it's actually really detrimental to not only me and my mental health, which is the most important thing, but also the business and the work that I produce for my clients. If I'm feeling stressed and unhappy about, you know, work and things like that, that's going to translate into what I produce for my clients. And I don't want that for them. I don't want that for me. (laughs) So I've put together, I guess, a reminder of some things that we should be doing to try and reduce our business owner fatigue because boy, it's real. And these things you probably all already know. I'm not claiming to give you any new tips here, but sometimes you just need that little reminder of what we should be doing to make sure that we can continue to be working from home, working from our kitchens, working from our bedrooms, you know, effectively, because whilst we're starting to see, you know, restrictions being lifted, we're still going to be working from home for, I think, for the foreseeable future. So here are some tips that can hopefully help you get through this last nugget of lockdown here in the UK or wherever you are in the world. So the first thing I want to talk about is your routine. So the two most important parts of your routine should be the time that you start work and the time that you finish. So just because you're working from home doesn't mean you should be putting in extra hours and working until 7pm just because. I say this I feel like I'm also calling myself out on this as well because I am the worst at doing this. Um, I'll get into the flow and just forget what time it is or I'll be like, oh, I'll just work later. It's fine because I'm not doing anything because there's nothing to do. But what I have started doing is setting an alarm or a reminder for 30 minutes before the end of my day. And this works so well for so many reasons because, because I've set a definitive end to my day I'm making sure that I'm ticking off all of the important stuff on my list before I close my laptop for the day. So that's really, really important. The other thing that I'm doing, because sometimes, sometimes I'll admit, the 30-minute reminder gets ignored, (laughs) is that I put something in my diary for that evening. So now that the gyms are open again, I try and book a gym slot for the end of the day. Or I'll arrange a phone call with a friend at the end of the day. Something that's going to get me out of my apartment, out of my kitchen, um, where I'm currently stationed at. And, you know, some something that's going to change the environment, which signifies the end of the day. One thing I think that's been quite difficult for everyone, regardless of whether you're a business owner or you're just someone who's working from home, you know, in your full-time job, is that because we're not leaving an office, because we don't have that routine, that end of day routine, whereas, you know, before in the good days, we would come back from the office, we'd get on the train, we'd get in our cars, we'd walk, we'd have that thing to signify the end of the day. So this is just about creating a new way of ending your day. And that's going to increase your productivity for the hours for which you are working. And also just allow yourself to have some time 
off at the end of the day and just recoup, recalculate, get ready for the next day. So that's the first thing I'd recommend. The second thing I'm going to suggest is, I know this is crazy, but getting dressed. Controversial one I know, because as I record this podcast, I am in my pyjamas. <laughs> um, so I think it's important to be kind to ourselves during the pandemic and during working from home. So yeah, if you want to work in your pyjamas all day, that's fine. I think, you know, everyone's different and you do you boo. But I always think when I have a busy day, when I've got a day where I know I've got loads of stuff to get through, it's going to be a busy one. I'll put on some clothes. Sometimes it's just putting on jeans. Sometimes it's switching into my day pajamas. Sometimes it's me getting fully dressed up, like lipstick, hair done, makeup, earrings in, everything. Perfume. I'm going to smell good. If I smell good, I can achieve anything. Um, so I'm not saying get dressed all the time because I, I don't do that. So I can't give you that advice because that would be me being hypocritical. But sometimes it's nice just to switch out your PJs for a pair of culottes. They have the same feeling, nice and, nice and loose. Switch out your dressing gown for a jumper maybe brush your hair if you feel like it. And I always find that does make a huge difference to the days where I know I'm going to be really busy. Um, it just makes me feel feel more comfortable. But the slippers can stay because my feet need to be toasty at all times. The third thing that I would recommend is having a designated work area. Now, I know this one can be really difficult because a lot of us are in flat shares or house shares or we live in small apartments or we have children or we live in, you know, small, small apartments. And I totally understand that. I live in a little one bed apartment. So I feel you on that. But I have now kind of taken over my kitchen table is now my desk. That's where I work. And by setting myself that as a workstation, I know that on a subconscious level that when I'm sat at my kitchen table, I'm there to work. And it creates a state of focus and activates work mode in my brain. Sometimes I do go over to the sofa and I will work from the sofa if I've got some like, you know, admin tasks which don't require too much brain power. Um, but for the most part, by having that there, it just helps you make sure that you've got that focus mind, focused mindset when you come and sit down at that work area. It's easy to want to work from bed all the time. And some days you might treat yourself to that actually being in bed. But as a long term solution from working from home, I think it's actually a really bad idea. Your bed, in my opinion, should be for sleeping and relaxing. And when you work from your bed, it can cause confusion in your mind. You know, is the bed the place where I relax or is it a place where I work? So I just think if you are stuck in your room, try and you know at least work on the bed, get out of bed or get yourself one of those little like laptop tray table things, pop that over the top of you and that can be your desk. You know, when you've got that little table out, little tray table, you're going to be focusing, you're going to be doing that kind of stuff. My next point kind of goes into similar to what I mentioned at the beginning where you know wanting to set an end to your day or scheduling a task at the end of the day and you should do this anyway regardless of the pandemic regardless of anything in your life uh, is schedule time for things that you enjoy doing 
So you know, just because we're in lockdown and we're mostly stuck indoors doesn't mean that we can't spend time doing things that we love. We can call our friends, we can sit with them on Zoom, we can go for a walk, we can go to the gym, we can watch one of our favourite movies, we can do face masks, we can do our nails. There are so many things that we can be doing that will just bring us little moments of joy. And now that the pubs are starting to open, we can even incorporate, you know, going to the pub woo, for a drink with your friends after work, seeing their lovely faces, being able to chat to them in person and not on a screen. And then that's something you could do as well. If you're feeling super motivated, you could even use this time to learn a new skill or brush up on an old one. Recently, I did a Bob Ross painting. Uh, Bob Ross is on Amazon Prime. And that was just a really fun little activity to schedule in. It was creative. It, you know, let out some steam with painting all these beautiful landscapes and things. And we had a great time. By scheduling in fun things into your diary, it gives you something to look forward to, which is fundamental seeing as a lot of our you know, summer plans are still quite uncertain. Are the festivals happening? Can we go on holiday? We don't know, but we can schedule these things into our diaries. The fifth thing that I want to recommend is literally the most boring thing <laughs> that I think I'm ever going to say, which is schedule in your housework. If you allocate a specific time to do your laundry, empty the dishwasher, give the house a quick hoover, then you're less likely to be distracted and procrastinate with cleaning during the day. I know one thing for me when I'm working from home, if I just see like something that needs doing, I'll stop what I'm doing, which pulls me out of my focus zone, pulls me out of, you know, the stuff that I'm doing. And then it pulls me into washing. And then once I start doing one thing, I'll do the next thing. And then before I know it, it's the end of the day. I've done no client work. My house is clean, but I'm feeling very stressed <laughs> because I haven't stuck to my schedule. So for me, Friday is my, Friday morning is my housework section, is my housework calendar slot. This is where I, you know, schedule in that. I know what I'm doing. I've got a list that just repeats itself every single week. And again, I know that this is, really mundane advice but for me it's really important because when I have a task on my plate or in my calendar that I really don't want to do I'll start cleaning or doing anything I can uh, think of to avoid actually doing it so scheduling in your housework helps me stay focused when I'm working the last thing that I want to suggest that everyone do and again this should be happening anyway regardless of whether we're in a pandemic or not we need to check in with ourselves. You know, we're talking to our friends and families on the phone. And you know, I guess in a way, that's a beautiful side effect to this whole mess is that I'm definitely having a lot more conversations with my friends on the phone. But sometimes it's important to remember to check in with yourself too. How are you feeling? What's on your mind? Every Sunday, I like to have a little self-reflection time. I don't write anything down in this time. I journal every day, so I feel like I don't need to actually sit down and write those things. But I just spend 10 minutes checking in with myself and seeing how I'm feeling about everything. Being self-aware of our emotions and how we're feeling at a time like this is really important. And if you're not feeling too hot or you're feeling overwhelmed, just remember that a, you're not alone, and B, pick up the phone and call a friend. That's what they're there for. And if you can't call a friend, then you can call the Samaritans. That's a free number that you can call and they will talk to you. You don't need to have a problem. You don't need, you know, to have a specific reason for wanting to call them. But if you're getting lonely, you can always call them. In this crazy 
madly disrupted time, it's just important to remember that, you know, we can't control coronavirus or what's happening in the world. We're trying <laughs> with the vaccines and the restrictions and everything. But what we can control is the stuff that we should be focusing on. So we can control our routines. We can control uh, the ways that we choose to spend our days. We can choose to do things that are going to serve us. And when we focus that time on serving us, it will ultimately mean that our businesses will get stronger because the people running them are going to be stronger. It means that the work that we give to our clients is going to be better. And it just means that we're going to have more time to do the things that we love and we're going to be happier. So if you need to step away from social media for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, do it. If that's what's going to make you feel better, if that's going to improve your mental health, make sure that you're doing that. You know, I was off social media for about three months and I didn't lose any business. It hasn't really affected my business. Maybe I've had a few less inquiries just because I haven't been posting on Instagram. But a lot of my inquiries don't come from Instagram anyway. When I actually sat down and looked at where my leads are coming from, it's not from that anyway. So it hasn't had a huge impact for me. If a lot of your work comes from social media, maybe think about hiring a VA or someone that can continue to manage your social media whilst you take a break. There are lots of different ways around it, but if you need to step away from something, and again, I'm using social media as an example here, but this could be anything. This could be toxic clients. This could be friendships that don't serve you anymore. This could be doing offering a service to your client that you don't actually enjoy or like doing anymore. You can cut that out. And that's, I think, where a lot of the business fatigue comes from. It's not just from the overwhelm of running a business and all of the things that you have to do that come along with running a business, all of the hats that you have to wear. But if you're wearing all of the hats for all of the jobs that you don't even like doing, then you're going to end up burning out and you're going to end up being really sad. So if I can leave you with one piece of advice from today, it's that listen to what your heart wants you to do. Leave the head aside for one minute. We as business owners are always told to look at things from an analytical perspective, from a logical perspective. I actually think that's wrong. I think we should be looking at things from an emotional perspective. How does this client make me feel? How does offering this service make me feel? If you're not feeling good, try, and it's easier said than done, try and cut it out, even briefly, just to see what happens and see if that helps. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. A little bit different from my usual content. I just wanted to speak about looking after ourselves as it's something that I think we can sometimes forget about when we're looking after our clients. As always, if you have any questions, you can find me on Instagram at wearestudio77 or at rubythedesignergal, gal spelt G-A-L. But any questions, any topics you want me to cover, message me. I'm always open for ideas. And this one was inspired by some people on Instagram requesting that I talk about the emotional roller coaster of entrepreneurship. Um, so let me know if you enjoyed this podcast and I will see you next time.